Over the course of a few short weeks in early 2020, business as we know it changed. As lockdowns caused by COVID-19 spread worldwide, organizations scrambled to keep the lights on. Working from home was the only way to keep business rolling. The thing is, connecting and supporting employees from home meant that the traditional perimeter for security, which had already been eroding under pressure from digital transformation, as well as the work at home trend, that was now obsolete. Shenna Seneca Tarnish, Vice President of Cybersecurity Products for Comcast Business, explains. Yeah, I think when the pandemic hit, focus was on making the remote workforce as productive as possible and as fast as possible. And then once established, enterprise, enterprise businesses began rethinking their cybersecurity approach because previous architectures that enabled security defenses in data centers and in branch offices were being bypassed. So the, the notion of a perimeter-less enterprise is just that when most users and devices and systems are no longer within the business's network perimeter. And when this happens, securing the network perimeter is not good enough and enterprises must shift to the endpoint or to wherever the edge has expanded to. Hi everybody, I'm Jim Malone and welcome to Network Security for a Hybrid Business World. This five episode podcast series will explore the events that have put network cybersecurity at the forefront and the tools and the technologies that businesses and IT leaders should be eyeing to address the current and future cybersecurity demands. We're going to focus on the network, the devices, the software, and the hardware that keep us all connected. A network is only valuable if it's secure, easy to manage, and intelligent. The problem is existing networks too often fall short. These legacy networks cater to centralized apps and predictable demands, with most users operating within the perimeter and network managers taking a set-it-and-forget-it approach. Now, with the boom of digital, networks connect us all, and they carry a lot of critical data that drives business intelligence, day-to-day operations, and innovation. And it does this increasingly outside of any corporate firewall or perimeter. Meanwhile, High-profile security threats like the $70 million Revel Gang ransomware attack, they've gripped the headlines and put security teams on the spot. Now, on top of that aging infrastructure we mentioned and the growing threats, add in the effects of the pandemic, you've got a scenario that cries out for attention and modernization. On the enterprise food chain, CISOs, CTOs, and network leaders must answer to executives who are worried that everything is being done to prevent, detect, and mitigate security threats. Those executives are exerting pressure on the teams responsible for network security, as we discovered when IDG and Comcast did some research that showed greater pressure from senior leadership in response to these attacks. That's elevating network security as a priority. In this first episode, we'll look at the network challenges of the modern enterprise, an enterprise that's now distributed, connected, and oftentimes vulnerable. Of course, the distributed model of business, including remote work, actually had been gaining steam before the pandemic, thanks to digital transformation. What's sudden about this has been the acceleration of the trend, thanks to COVID-19. 
Regular work at home has grown 216% since 2005. That's more than 11 times faster than the rest of the workforce. And it's here to stay. According to FlexJob survey, 58% of workers want to be full-time remote employees post-pandemic, while 39% said they want a hybrid work environment. That's 97% of workers who desire some form of remote work. Research shows that COVID has accelerated digital transformation efforts around the globe. It's also profoundly changed networking. Analyst Zeus Karavala points out that while a network without boundaries is good for connecting people, it has downsides. Well, I think the pandemic changed everything with network mm-hmm. security. Uh, the mandate to send everyone home uh, certainly opened up networks like never before and created a bunch of back doors uh, into the corporate security we have. Obviously, uh, the traditional perimeter was eroding quickly, but this simply uh, accelerated it. So now there, there really is no more perimeter in a company as workers can come in from anywhere, uh, including their homes or even when they're on the road. Companies are investing in infrastructure to secure virtual connectivity, according to a PwC remote work survey. That's because today's hybrid distributed enterprises are powered by a host of technologies, but some of those prove more vulnerable than others. Between February and May in 2020, more than half a million people globally were affected by breaches in which personal data of video conferencing users was stolen and sold on the dark web. So says a Deloitte report. Who was using Zoom before the pandemic for business? Uh, nearly zero. Zoom went from like 10 million people to 300 million users within a month. And the users drove the way to say, we need collaboration tools. We need conferencing tools better than those simple things you gave us when we all could see each other when we work. So there's a lot of different starting points. Um, what it did was cause a lot of new challenges, both for securing the networks, because the definition of the network changed from just what we own to a mixture of cloud-based services, remote access type services, and all kinds of things. Um, but it also changed the, the, the uh, threat side of things in a, in a very big way, a lot more openings for the bad guys to attack. That's John Pescatori. John's a director of cybersecurity training group, SANS Institute. And he brings up cloud computing. That's a technology that stands out as an enabler for remote work. More than any one technology, cloud computing enabled the great shift to a distributed organization. But it's a double-edged sword. The cloud connects us all, but it's also made us, in some cases, more vulnerable, says Zeus Caravalla. If you think of the world of cloud, um, what cloud is, is it moved workloads to a centralized location that was somewhere in the sky. And to secure it, we just put virtual instances or containerized instances in the cloud. Distributed computing model um, allows us to move data and workloads uh, to hybrid clouds, centralized public clouds, but also edge locations. And what that lets us do is analyze more data quickly. Make no mistake, bad actors have rushed in to take advantage of this new model. Threats like ransomware proliferated, growing by 151% for the first six months of the year, compared to a year ago. Says Wayne Anderson, who's a security architect in the office of the CTO for Modern Work at Microsoft, these bad guys are pros. 
I think any security conversation that doesn't bring up and and really address ransomware uh, would would be making a mistake. Uh, certainly, there is a dynamic marketplace right now in ransomware, and bringing the affiliate model to ransomware brought a sense of scale and formalization. And, and um, even though we don't really like to think about criminal enterprises as industry. The reality is for a lot of these groups, they are an industry. That professionalism on the part of the bad actors can really tilt the playing field in their favor, especially when it comes to spending on security, says Kane McGladry, who's an advisory board member for the Technology Alliance Group, NW, and a cybersecurity strategist for Ascent Solutions. Security has never been a profit center. It's always been a cost center. It's always been a mitigation of risk center. And in some cases, it's been uh, considered to be just an IT function, not necessarily a distinct discipline with distinct benefit. And that lopsided math is really changing the equation for everyone, because if a threat actor is monetizing their ability to access your network and you're not willing to spend to defend that network or the larger network encompassing your employees who are remote and on-premises, um, you, you know, you're going to have a bad day every time. The good news is business is adapting and quickly along a few critical fronts, the people factor, risk assessment, and the technical angle, which we'll dive into in future episodes. It's a new world and a new way of doing business, says McGladry. I do think that as a lesson, People need to um, accept that cybersecurity and certain ways of working are now necessary and that businesses need to adopt and accept those ways of working as being necessary, particularly in a remote work environment. But also there need to be commensurate technical controls for, um, you know, covering the most common tactics that adversaries will be using to attempt to probe and to breach enterprise networks. The pandemic effect on risk assessment, profound, according to IDG CSO COVID-19 impact survey. 73% of security leaders in that study said the impact of this pandemic will alter the way their businesses evaluate risk for at least the next five years. Comcast Businesses' Shenna Seneca-Tarnish says businesses are feeling the effects. I think by now, businesses are absolutely adapting to these security issues and, and assessing their risks uh, probably differently than they did prior to the pandemic. And you know, they're they're looking at leveraging different frameworks and models to secure more widely um, on their connected devices, you know, in the cloud, and and really, you know, embracing segmentation in some cases. Uh, and uh, applying security at different levels, you know, whether it's on the premise or in the cloud or even at the user level. That change in attitude is critical, says Kane McGladry, as the way an organization thinks about networking security will determine how it invests in networking security. That really exposed their organizational um, attitudes towards remote working. And those organizational attitudes naturally influence capital uh, expenditures as well as operational expenditures around security infrastructure. If you had a prior belief that all work needed to happen in an office behind your walls at your facility and you'd have a network perimeter 
and provided you were on premises, you were considered you and your device were considered to be trusted and trustworthy. Um, that model breaks pretty hard when there's no longer a requirement that people be in that office behind that firewall uh, to have just unfettered network access. On the technical front, security teams are erasing the before picture when appropriate. Things like firewalls, virtual private networks, perimeter defenses, and deploying a host of promising technologies. Some old, some new, but spruced up for today's world, and some seeing a growth spurt. First, from virtualization, we evolved to a software-defined world, where functions previously handled by hardware, think of a rack unit, for example, could now be digitized and handled by software. Technologies like SDN and SD-WAN, software-defined wide area networks, artificial intelligence and data encryption are seeing a big uptick in adoption. And new frameworks like Zero Trust and the newest called Secure Access Service Edge or SASE in the parlance, they're helping shape the future of networking security. Jeff Lewis, who's vice president of Active Core Products and Solutions for Comcast Business, says these new frameworks and technologies are making the old way of doing things obsolete. More traditional VPN remote access solutions are slowly being viewed as not as robust because they don't really integrate as well into this future vision of what SASE is. The key thing to understand about SASE is hiding in plain sight in its name, Secure Edge. The assumption there is that the network and security must be considered as a whole, not two separate practices. This is a profound change for a discipline that's used to a best-of-breed approach where security solutions were bolted on to networking solutions. Says Comcast Business's Shanna Seneca-Tarnish about this convergence. I think it's especially associated with software-defined networking because, you know, SD... SD-WAN brought an important application awareness and traffic shaping and steering to, to wide area networks. And then with that, you know, security was initially addressed separately. But as the, the beauty of what SDN can bring to you um, today, you can no longer have a conversation about networking without discussing how to secure it from end to end. And as more and more vendor solutions include both you know, software-defined networking and advanced security in it, the more blurred the lines get. And, um, you know, the more you have the traditional network and security personnel within a business coming together to create these solutions. Another promising protocol we'll explore in depth in later episodes, Zero Trust. More security pros are looking into Zero Trust than any other security technology, according to IDG's Security Priorities Survey. Analyst Zeus Caravala says the interest is warranted. Yeah, zero trust uh, is the biggest uh, change in security maybe ever. Uh, and if you think of the way traditional networks were designed, uh, the internet protocol is designed on the premise that everything can talk to everything, which is why the internet works so well. I type www.google.com into my browser and I connect to it wherever I am. At, at light speed, right? It's, it's phenomenal how fast it works. Now, the downside of that model is that anything can talk to anything. And so if I can breach a system, now I have access to everything. Zero Trust flips that around and says nothing can talk to anything unless explicitly allowed. 
As we make our way through this pandemic-altered world, networking and security pros are guardedly hopeful. It's going to be a collaborative effort among users, security teams, and leadership, says John Pescatori. A really cool thing, that probably what gives me the biggest amount of hope, is we're seeing a lot of the higher tech companies. Zoom's a great example. Privacy is now, privacy and security are a key requirement for Zoom. When they started out, they were totally insecure. Their CEO had to admit we weren't ready for this boom, and now we're, we're focusing on security It's it, as job one. We're seeing that in the consumer space, where consumers are expressing their desire for privacy and security and all their services. So we're seeing a lot more software architects say, oh, yeah, security is part of my requirement. Security, come, come help me. So we're seeing a lot more ability to build security in, to make security a key evaluation factor in, in evaluating services and products that the IT side or the business unit wants to buy. And that's a very good thing. That's one of the best ways of making sure we, um, we can deal with the threats as they change is building security into the infrastructure and the services to deal with sort of the simple problems and let the security groups focus on the really complex ones. Thank you for joining us. In upcoming episodes of Network Security for a Hybrid Business World, we'll be talking more about the convergence of networking and security, the uptick in threats aimed at individual users, how security pros are fighting back, as well as the plethora of new security technologies and frameworks that are giving some experts hope for a safer network for the future. Be sure to tune in and join our roster of experts and special guests for future episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And for Comcast Business and IDG, Jim Malone saying, thanks everyone for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by IDG Communications Incorporated in conjunction with our sponsor, Comcast Business.